Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wild card weekend in the NFL, and so far so good at the half. Seattle in San Francisco, Seahawks lead it 17-16. Our producer, Josh Wheeler. And uh, Josh, how about this football game? It's Seattle hanging in there. They were getting steamrolled early down 10 rip. They had four yards on the ground. They have bounced back. They're back, get it? Yeah, they they well they they literally looked like they were going to let San Francisco kind of run away with this thing because they were just getting smashed at the line almost every other play, and then here we are with a couple of deep chucks down the field by Geno Smith, the untold story I think of this whole football season, and here we are, we're all they're leading by one, fourteen thirteen at the half. 
and, and to me, this adds to the legend of of Pete Carroll uh, because they move on from Russell Wilson, and he thought, okay, the the Seahawks are are going to be in rebuilding mode. He he saw this team into the playoffs in what on paper was a very difficult division. Now, granted, Arizona and the L.A. Rams fell flat on their face, but but San Francisco's a real deal. Seattle sneaks into the playoffs, and now they're giving them a football game in Santa Clara. And I don't think there's anybody out, outside of hardcore Seattle Seahawks fans that, that gave this team a chance today, and they're, they're right in the football game. Yeah, it's it's been a phenomenal game so far, just kind of watching as as we go along here. And uh, that kick is, you know, good good football teams find a way to make those kicks. Yeah, and the, the quick story is Niners get it late in the half, go down the field. They get a field goal to go up 16-14 in the football game. Seattle, for, for some reason, they squib it. I have no idea yeah. why they squib it. So Seattle had it in reasonable field position, and I, and I even threw that out during one of the breaks. I said, they've got an opportunity here if they get a play to midfield or, or beyond, they, they could line up and get a field goal. Well, ultimately, Smith runs. There was a late hit, personal foul, 15 yards. That set up the 56-yarder, and the Seahawks go up 17-16. I mean, that, that's huge. I, I talked about it earlier in the program with Andrew Kramer of the Star Tribune, and, and you so much want to focus on Kirk Cousins or Justin Jefferson or can the defense slow down the Giants. Hey, what about special teams play? It's huge in the playoffs. Yeah, this this team is making things happen in a game that I think a lot of people kind of counted out. You know, the oh, Geno yeah. Smith that factor. Pete Carroll obviously talked about that, and I think just the overall San Francisco defense is uh, they're they're impressive, but also they are kind of showing a few different loopholes that Seattle's just some way somehow finding with uh, their 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 tight ends and their wide receivers right now. And uh, I personally don't think San Francisco's secondary is great. I, don't, I know their defensive front is great. I just don't know how well their secondary is. Yeah, but uh, so far, at the half, Seattle leading San Francisco 17-16. Uh, coming up tonight, uh, Chargers-Jaguars. And this is one where I'm in on the Jaguars. And the only reason I paid any attention, and th- this sounds crazy, and I know people are going to hate this, that aren't into fantasy football. But Trevor Lawrence was my backup quarterback in fantasy football this year. And I want to throw one more thing out that uh, I and I haven't I haven't bragged or I haven't um but I'm gonna point out I did win the WCCR Radio Fantasy Football League with with a lot of the big stars uh from from the weekday lineup playing fantasy football. Vanita, Adam, Chad, Jason, all had teams in our fantasy football league. I win that league. Uh, and one of the big reasons is Patrick Mahomes is my starter. But my backup uh, was Trevor Lawrence, so I did pay some attention. Um, he, he did get the bye week start. But the, the Jaguars, really a terrific story. It would not surprise me one bit if they win this football game at home tonight. This is a fun football weekend. 
It really is. Yeah. Oh, I, no I, doubt. I, like, I think it was uh, it was a Jess Myers said there's a lot to pick from uh, yeah. from these games. And correction, I, I know you mentioned it already a couple times. I said 14-13. I thought the score was 14-13. It's 17-16. So, yeah. yeah. My mistake. But, yeah, Seattle's finding a way to kind of pull through here, and I'm excited to see how uh, the Jags game does go. I think that's a, an intriguing game to watch. I mean, I'll, honestly, all of them are. I don't think I remember last time all of the games for a wild card weekend were, like, almost appointment television like this. Yeah, exactly. There's just great storylines. And ultimately, that is the brilliance of the NFL, and why when it comes to pro sports here in the United States of America, they are the 800-pound gorilla, and the the NBA and Major League Baseball, and then beyond that, uh, the NHL and Major League Soccer, and you you have the other leagues in pro sports, It, it really is all about the NFL and the way they structure it. I mean, you think about uh college football and what they're trying to do and create a playoff. That national championship game was terrible. And over the years, we've had terrible Super Bowls. But, you know, to match what the NFL's got going. Now, I think they expanded too far. Um, and it is all about television. Television covets these extra games where uh, wild card weekend was typically four games, divisional weekend four games, and then you have – the AFC and NFC championship games. And the fact that television was able to get a couple more games and they were able to spread it out into a Monday night, huge deal from that. And if the number seven in this case, Seattle, can pull the upset, before the game, you and I talked about it. I, I didn't give them much of a chance. I, I didn't I didn't give them any chance at all. I thought that 49er defense, that Seattle wasn't going to be able to move the football and lo and behold, they've been able to do more than move the football. They put up 17 on the Niners in the second quarter. And then once again, we mentioned the nightcap. Chargers, Jaguars, uh, Jags, slight underdogs at home. I don't buy that for a second. It would not surprise me one iota if Jacksonville wins the football game. And then tomorrow, three games. Dolphins, Bills, the early game on CBS. The Bills, the number two seed at Orchard Park, New York. That is going to be a tall order. Uh for for Miami in that one, but uh, division foes, familiarity, etc., and then the three thirty tilt here in downtown Minneapolis at the People Stadium. The Giants and Vikes. Vikes favored by three. The over under forty eight. Of course, Greg Joseph hit the sixty one yarder to pull out a victory about a month ago in Minneapolis to beat the G Men in that game. And then Sunday night, intrigued by Ravens Bengals. Bengals favored by eight and a half. At home, I don't know if there's a team playing better in the NFL than the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Joe Burrow uh, at quarterback. And then the Monday night game, Dallas and Tampa Bay. You've got the Cowboys, America's team. I put air quotes around that. And then Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They sneak into the playoffs at 8-9. Clearly a flawed team, but it's Brady and they're at home against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have been as much... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde this year, in my opinion, is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they, they blew out the purple here and and looked like Super Bowl favorites that night and since then have uh, had some real clunkers 
on their resume. So a lot of great football. 515. Wild in action tonight. We're trying to track down Dane Mizutani of the Pioneer Press. Oh, Dane's there. Uh, let's get to him right now because we got the Wild uh, coming up. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Dane, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, got on a little bit of an NFL rant there, but uh, good to visit with you. You too, Steve. Sorry about missing the calls earlier, uh, but I'm oh, here no now. no problem. Uh, busy man, Dane Mizutani, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Now, I, I would assume, I, I'm just going to guess you guys at the Pioneer Press uh, put in a ton of work, cover a lot of beats. I would assume you have Wild tonight, Bikes tomorrow. Yep, uh, yep. so I'll be at the Wild tonight, 7 o'clock, puck dropped in St. Paul, and then right back at it tomorrow um, at U.S. Bank Stadium. But these are the fun weekends. Um, you're, yeah. you're meaningful football. I heard your rant um, about the NFL, so I won't be complaining about working this back-to-back because uh, that game should be a lot of fun tomorrow night. Yeah, and uh, the odds makers look at, look at that one as uh... – it's a flip of the coin. Vikes favored by three. That's typically what home teams get. We know what they did about a month ago. Vikings, Giants, very even matchup at U.S. Bank Stadium. So we'll see how it goes. And I, I, I do have to get your thoughts a little bit on this. I I am shocked. Seattle hanging in there in San Francisco, leading 17-16 in the third. This, this would be a major development in the NFC. Yeah, absolutely. I think... I didn't give Seattle a chance. I heard your rant. You didn't give Seattle a chance. I don't think anyone gave Seattle a chance. And and give them credit. Give Geno Smith a lot of credit. Um, this is his first. He's, he's waited a decade for this playoff game, and he's playing playing really well right now. And it, it's obviously seventeen sixteen as the third quarter progresses. Um, a lot of Vikings fans could be watching this game because if the Vikings take care of business tomorrow against the Giants and the San Francisco Forty ers lose. Uh, the Giants would host, or the, the Vikings would host the divisional playoff game. So a lot of implications here in this game, um, but we'll see. Yeah, Seattle definitely playing, I think, better than anyone thought they would. Yeah, a tip of the cap to Pete Carroll as well, getting that team into the playoffs. And as you mentioned, Geno Smith doing a good job. All right, let's, let's jump over to the Wild, get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild, before they start a road trip uh, to the Eastern Conference, uh, Southeast to be exact, uh, they get one tonight against uh, the Arizona Coyotes, and th- this is one where the Wild uh, have to go out there in over 60 minutes, take the two points, and move on. Yeah, you got to take care of business tonight, and this is one I, th- I think you could look at as maybe you know the, the cliche trap game. Um, you have uh, a Coyotes team that, frankly, is not very competitive anymore. You know, they, they were competitive for a little bit a couple of years ago, and they're kind of back to their old ways. Um, the Wilds just have to take care of business tonight and, and not look ahead at, at this upcoming, you know, road trip to the Eastern Conference, like you said. Um, the Wilds should be favored tonight, and, and if they just kind of play the right way, they, um, they should kind of take care of business, no, no, you know, no problem. Yeah, and th- this Coyotes situation, I mean, not getting too deep into the business of sports, but, you know, it, it, it this has just been a team in, in turmoil. They played in that building out in Glendale, they they couldn't draw. I mean, there, there's just a lot going on with this franchise, not a lot of stability. Yeah, it, it's a weird thing. And, and when you look at uh, the arena they're playing in now, it, it's it's fun, and I'm certainly excited to go watch an NHL hockey game in a 5,000-seat arena. But 
I yeah, think they're, they're playing in uh, the Arizona State Building in Tempe right now. Yep, exactly. So like that's what that's kind of their home home building right now while everything else gets sorted sorted out. Um, but yeah, that that the fact that they're playing in that building kind of proves you know the franchise that they are right now, and uh, it's not a great situation in Arizona, and and, and I guess even more. Reason that the Wild need to take care of business tonight. Um, it's it's one game across 82, so say the Wild do lose, it's not the end of the world. But these are the games if you want to be taken seriously as as a contender, you you, you have to handle. And uh, it sounds like uh, Mark Andre Fleury will be between the pipes tonight. Yeah, Fleury tonight. Um, it's not a rotation necessarily, but you are seeing um, Fleury get one game, Gustafson most of the time get the next, and. Um, I think that bodes well for the Wild. Um, the, the goaltending tandem they had it kind of last year down the stretch with, with Cam Talbot and, and Mark Andre Fleury. Um, but Phil Augustuson has been great this year. Um, the fact that they're able to kind of turn to him at times, um, I think, is good to take the pressure off of Mark Andre Fleury, who who is 38 years old now. But but yes, Flowers getting the net tonight, um, and I expect him to be good. Yeah, Augustuson's a great story. Dane, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you thought, okay, the Wild are getting a guy, they need a backup, and they're going to expect Flurry to play 55 or 60 games, and we'll see what this other guy brings, but it's been a huge story so far. Yeah, a young kid, and he was playing for the Ottawa Senators, who basically weren't trying to win for, for the time he was yeah. he was in Ottawa, um, and, and Gustafson said that. He's, he's not throwing shade at the Senators, but he you know, he didn't always know what team was going to kind of show up for him uh, night in, night out when he was with Ottawa. Um, and when he's with the Wild, he knows exactly what, what what type of team is showing up night in, night out. Um, Gustafson has been really good. The Wild have been good in front of him. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right, Steve. It's, it's been a really cool story. It's been cool to watch him kind of develop and, and, and kind of come into his own um, as an NHL goaltender. I think some people thought – uh, you know, is he ready to be the backup goaltender? Is he ready to to, to play a meaningful role um, be, behind a goaltender and Mark Andre Fleury, who is getting up there in age? Um, I think there was doubts about that early on, but he's proven all those doubters wrong, um, and he's been really, really, really good for the Wild so far. All right, Dane. Uh, I know you got a busy weekend, but we sure do appreciate the time. And then just a, a quick thought on on the road trip. This is a tough stretch. Uh, for the Wild coming up on the road for sure. Definitely. It, it, it's a long road trip. It's, um, you know, it's kind of funny because the Wild come back from, from this week-long road trip in, in New York where they played two games. They're home for one game, and then, you know, Monday they, they, they take off for, for a week-long road trip. You know, you see Raleigh with the Carolina Hurricanes. You'll see D.C. with with the Washington Capitals. Um, and then two Florida teams, um, the Florida Panthers and then the Tampa Bay Lightning. All four teams very, very good. Um, it, it's it's going to be a good test to, to see kind of where the where the where the Wild stand. Um, but I think we'll learn a lot about this team over the next you know week and a half here, um, seeing how they come out of that that long road trip. But certainly a lot of testers on that one. Um, and I think if you're a Wild fan, you should be excited to see kind of where the team stacks up against some of the best in the league. Well, and, and what I like about these East Coast games, you get home from work, you, you get the wild exactly. game, and then you can get to bed at a decent time. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not like when they're the old days in the Northwest Division. It's like, eh, not on a school night. This, this East Coast <laughs> hockey is good by me. 
Yeah, it's goodbye. It's goodbye you. It's goodbye me. It's goodbye my paper. It's really, it's hard to sell the West Coast trips because they don't make the paper. The games are too darn late. Um, there's no issue with the East Coast games with the, with the earlier start. So, yeah, that's a good point, Steve. Everyone will kind of be able to tune in and um, watch the whole game and get the better at a good hour for the next week or yeah, so. Yeah, that, that's right. Three of the four on school nights. Um, and I still <laughs> call it a school night. You know, I, why not? Uh, Dane, good to visit with you. Thanks for the time, as always. You too, Steve. Have a good one. All right, Dane Miyazutani uh, joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And Dane joins uh, Henry Lake on the Lake Show weeknights between 6 and 9 as well. You can see him in the paper, the Pioneer Press, online at TwinCities.com. Wild and the Yotes tonight uh, from St. Paul. This is one, no excuses. Take the two points and move on. No OT, no shootout. Win the game in regulation and get ready for that road trip uh, and a tough road trip. Maybe the toughest road trip of the year for the Wild coming up. 524, quick break here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. 528 here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Update. Wild card weekend. Niners get a touchdown in the third. Lead at 23-17. Over the Seahawks, just over five to go in the third. Chargers, Jaguars tonight. Jags underdogs at home. Um, I feel as strongly about that football game as any other this weekend. Jags are going to win tonight. Jags are going to win tonight. How about that? Timberwolves, they play tonight at home. We, we talked wild to hockey with Dane Mizutani. Uh, Timberwolves home downtown Minneapolis, Target Center. Ricky Rubio, Kevin Love. Cleveland Cavaliers playing really well this season. I think the number four seed at the moment in the NBA is Eastern Conference. Timberwolves-Cavs tonight, pregame 6.30, and we'll have the tip after 7 o'clock. Cal Soderquist, followed by Alan Horton. And when I'm out doing games, high school games, hockey, basketball, whatever, running around, uh, I, I doing play-by-play is just in my blood. And I, I love calling high school sporting events. So so I'm out doing games on local cable TV or the Internet. And, um, I love it when I can catch a Timberwolves game and Alan Horton on the radio uh, out uh, driving home from one of my games. Does a terrific job. He's the best. When I want to grow up, I want to be Alan Horton. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, he. We we are so blessed to have great play-by-play talent in this town. Uh, Corey Provis win, wins an award every other week for his play-by-play work. Um, and we'll hear Corey and Danny all summer long here in the home of the Twins. And Alan Horton is is terrific as well. And, and we're so blessed to have him calling 82 Timberwolves games a year here on News Talk, E3OWCCO Plus playoffs. Uh, don't, don't forget about that. Uh, still want to see a playoff run out of this team. Speaking of the Timberwolves, Cal's going to join us following the weather break as we set the stage for tonight's game with the Cavs. Look back at uh, what was a win over the uh, Phoenix Suns last night. We'll get into all of that with Cal here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. 537 NFL wild card weekend. Seattle driving down 23 to 17 late third quarter 
at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. And then uh, the other game here on this Saturday features the L.A. Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, I'm not sure if I had mentioned uh, or called them the San Diego Chargers earlier. I might have. I I don't know if I'm ever going to be able uh, to change that habit. Uh, Trying to reach Cal Soderquist, and Cal's going to join us uh, any moment now here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. And then, of course, our pregame show at 6.30 tonight. It'll be the Timberwolves and the Cavaliers from downtown Minneapolis. Tip after 7 o'clock here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. While we await Cal, uh, let's get you up to date on some of the other headlines in the world of sports. Uh, We had visited with... Earlier in the program, Jess Myers from the Rink Live about Golden Gopher hockey. First on the women's side, uh, the Golden Gophers beat St. Thomas today 5-0 over at Ritter Arena, or excuse me, 4-1, after a 4-0 victory on Friday to sweep that weekend series with the Tommies there. Meanwhile, the Golden Gopher men, uh, they they battled to a tie with Notre Dame on Friday. They'll, they'll play the Fighting Irish in South Bend, Indiana, again tonight meanwhile golden gopher men's hoops how about this 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 was a team that looked like they might go over for the big 10 this season and lo and behold uh, they beat ohio state in columbus 70 to 67 on thursday night tip of the cap to ben johnson and the golden gophers i'll admit i doubted them um, the the way they had played through stretches of the non-conference portion of the schedule was was hard to watch, but uh, they bounce back. Dawson Garcia comes home and uh, leads away with 28 points uh, in that victory. Uh, the Golden Gophers had four players in double figures, so good win for the Golden Gophers. Doesn't get any easier, never does, in the Big Ten. And uh, they're, they're going to be uh, on the road at Illinois on Monday. And I'll complain for a minute or two. Uh, by the way, it's Martin Luther King Jr. late afternoon start on Martin Luther King Jr. Day at 5 o'clock. Uh, they will take on Illinois at Williams Arena. But... The, the way they move the schedule around is, is frustrating. I, I know it'll never go back to the old days where they play games on Thursday night and Saturday afternoon, and it's all about uh, keeping the student-athletes in class. Uh, they're, they're trying to fill the, the BTN schedule, but it is hard to follow. I, I think maybe the most annoying scheduling quirk of all is the fact that they will, will play games on Sunday evenings. Uh, not not a big fan of that. Uh, they'll play Saturday night. Tonight, downtown Minneapolis, Timberwolves take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. A couple of old friends in town, Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, and a good friend of ours, Cal Soderquist, joining us on the line. Uh, you'll hear Cal on the pregame show starting at 6.30. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. Cal, first and foremost, Happy New Year. Good to visit with you. 
Yeah, happy new year to you and the listeners. Happy to be with you. Yeah, Timberwolves back at it tonight. Uh, they worked last night, beat the Phoenix Suns, a shorthanded Suns team. And uh, give Phoenix credit, they hung around in that one. Uh, Timberwolves prevail, ultimately. Yeah, it, it certainly got a little scary uh, in the final few minutes. And Minnesota had to execute, hit some free throws. You would have liked to have exhaled uh, a little bit sooner than the final horn, but that's what happens in the NBA. You know, even if a team is missing guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul and several other uh, key pieces for that Phoenix team, you know, there are guys that, that uh, if you kind of relax or let up off the gas a little bit like the Wolves maybe did, um, players can take advantage. And that's what we saw. But, you know, it, it seemed like in hearing from the players after the win, you know, they, they knew that, you know, they weren't uh, maybe at full intensity at that point. And, yeah, they had a little bit of a cushion to, to work with, but um, they didn't seem too concerned about, you know, that game being in jeopardy. Yeah, the Timberwolves do get it done. And I I heard the pregame show and you and Alan visiting uh, about – what and then ultimately, uh, Alan visiting with one of the uh, Suns radio guys, the analyst, uh, about the, the fantastic start and then the injuries set in, and and the Suns are really struggling. I think after the loss to the Wolves, what two games under five hundred now? Yeah, they've they've just kind of plummeted. The, the yeah. bottom has, has dropped out in terms of where they were in the Western Conference standings. And we've gotten kind of used to it now, right? Phoenix has been kind of one of the elites, one of the darlings in this conference. Um, It's honestly been pretty impressive to to see their consistency over the years. But basically it starts with, you know, they lost Devin Booker. Um, He hurt that, I believe it was groin or hamstring on Christmas Day, and and he's been out since. He'll probably still be out the next two or three weeks. Um, And, you know, once he goes down, they're a different team, obviously. And then, you know, guys like Cam Johnson, who got hurt in, in one of the first meetings against the Wolves earlier this year, obviously we know we know how Chris Paul can impact a game. Um, but it just kind of shows you that, you know, it, anything can change week to week and day to day in this Western Conference depending on injuries or depending on, you know, if, if a team rips off four out of five or, or seven of eight, uh, you can really either climb your way back up right into a good position or really no – no standing, no no areas safe in terms of if you uh, hit one of these slumps that we've seen Phoenix get on. Cal Soderquist joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Timberwolves Cavaliers downtown Minneapolis tonight. Cal takes over at 6.30. Alan Horton with the play-by-play after 7. And then Cal uh, to follow uh, the game with the post-game show. Uh, Chris Finch talked to the media before the game. Any injury updates going into the game tonight? No, it's, uh, you know, still that, that trio of Anthony Edwards, uh, Kyle Anderson, and Torian Prince are all listed as as questionable, and Chris Finch called them game-time decisions. But I, I think, you know, we, we'd be surprised if any one of those guys did not suit up in this one. And certainly um, the Wolves probably will need all hands on deck. You know, this is a Cleveland Cavaliers team that uh, has, has played well. They're, they're near the top of the West, uh, excuse me, Eastern Conference and uh, are getting guys back healthy. They just got Ricky Rubio back uh, on Thursday in a comeback win against the Blazers. He made his return from that lengthy recovery after the ACL injury um, more than a year ago. So it's it's great to see Ricky back healthy and having fun on the floor, but 
Minnesota's going to hope that he has an off night tonight. Donovan Mitchell obviously had the historic 71-point uh, performance just after New Year's. So there's plenty of firepower on this Cavs team. And uh, Minnesota, you know, it, we've seen them struggle uh, at times this season on the second end of a back-to-back. So we will see what kind of legs they have underneath them uh, early on. And let's talk a little bit uh, about the Cavaliers. They they are a bit of a surprise where, where they stand in the NBA's Eastern Conference and and what they've been able to do. Um, they've, they've rebuilt that thing pretty quickly. They're, they're a good team. Yeah, and I think it, it honestly, you know, we, we hear a ton about chemistry and, and guys enjoying being around one another, and sometimes that stuff gets, overblown um you know these guys everyone's a professional in this league and you don't necessarily have to get along with every single teammate to still be successful and productive but i think what the Cavs have is genuine and it starts with their head coach jb bickerstaff obviously folks in this in this twin cities hoops community that have been around long enough they know him um and what kind of guy he is and i think it just permeates you know with their leaders Kevin Love, it's been a ton of fun to root for him from afar and, and how much kind of he's grown as a player. Um, one of the best guys to talk to in terms of a media setting, too. He's super thoughtful with his answers. And I think they just really have a team-first mentality. I think, uh, you know, bringing in Donovan Mitchell with the big offseason deal, acquiring him from Utah, that's gone about as well as you could have asked, maybe even better than they probably could have hoped just in terms of the seamless sort of transition. Um, his teammates speak glowingly of him. He, he credits, he deflects all of, you know, the credit to his early season success to his teammates trusting in him. He's, he's averaging uh, career best numbers in terms of scoring and shooting. So I think, you know, there's, there's some interesting parallels where the Wolves have had maybe a longer runway uh, in integrating Rudy into this lineup and, and making that big offseason splash and, obviously trying to play, you know, maybe a different style of basketball than most teams do. The Cavs have kind of the same stuff where they bring in Donovan Mitchell to be one of the franchise cornerstones, and they play with size too, obviously. Big man Jarrett Allen is is one of the very best shot blockers and rim protectors, rebounders. He he does it all. They've got Evan Mobley who, um, you know, is is just an absolute menace and, and plays probably bigger than his size. So they'll they'll attack the glass, uh, and then on the perimeter they've obviously they've got Donovan Mitchell. Darius Garland had 50 uh, in the first meeting with the Wolves earlier this season. So it's a it's a team that you know when you, we always think about either the Brooklyn Nets or the Sixers or obviously the Bucks in the East. Um, it, it's this Cavs team, you know, if they can stay healthy and kind of continue, they, they seem like they're under the radar right now, but they could certainly be a problem come uh, come April and May. Cal Soderquist joining us. Cal, a couple of minutes in this one. Uh, for Timberwolves fans, you, you mentioned the injury report and what Chris Finch told the media here a half hour ago or so. Uh, but what about Carl Anthony Towns? It, it's been really quiet, and we're, we're getting the sense still that it's going to be a while. What do we know? Yeah, we don't know a whole lot in terms of you know updated timelines or anything like that. Um I think ultimately we can side with the no news is good news in the sense that there haven't been any setbacks in terms of the recovery. I think it just is really a a kind of a slow, tedious march where, you know, when it's a calf injury or the same could be said for a knee injury or an ankle, 
there's only so much you can do um, as you let that thing heal and kind of get back to full strength in terms of, you know, keeping yourself uh, in shape and, and getting your game legs under you. Um, so I'm sure that it's, it's kind of just a rest and, and recover uh, right now. We, we obviously haven't seen or heard of Kat kind of doing uh, five-on-five activities or anything like that. But I, I think, you know, there's no reason for concern in terms of a setback or any sort of an extended timeline. It's just something that they're probably exercising all caution on if possible, because uh, when he does return, they'll obviously need him kind of to hit the ground running and uh, help in terms of the hole that they're trying to dig out of. And I think it's also interesting, you know, Jordan McLaughlin's dealing with kind of the same injury, um, maybe not as severe. And, and it's something where, J-Mac did come back briefly uh, and, and did sort of suffer a re-injury or re-aggravation. So I, I wonder if, you know, that instance is, is kind of um, sort of feeding into their decision-making and, and the timeline that they've kind of got with Cat now. All right. Well, Cal, always good to visit with you. Uh, give us a quick tease of what's coming up on the pregame show at 630. Yeah, we'll hear a little more uh, about that that 71-point performance from Donovan Mitchell on January 2nd. It's obviously uh, one of the the biggest scoring outputs in the last 10 years plus in the NBA. So we'll hear from from him, from his teammates. Um, We'll tell you all about this Cavs team and and what's clicked for them. Obviously, Alan will check in with with head coach Chris Finch. And uh, we've got kind of a light Saturday slate of of NBA games elsewhere, but we'll glance in on uh, some of those underway as well. All right, Cal, always good to visit with you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Anytime. Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves Radio Network, pregame 630. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play Cavaliers in town, Minnesota and Cleveland tonight here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. How about that? Countdown to the Twins, winter caravan, heading out and about around the upper Midwest. And that'll all land us at Target Field for Twins Fest at the end of the month. A couple of weeks away, and we'll have a big broadcast from Twins Fest. uh, Where it is, starting at 11 a.m., continuing through 5, and then we'll count you down to the Timberwolves that night. So Twins Fest, two weeks a day, two weeks from today. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Weather-wise, uh, unusual for January. We're at 30 degrees. Temps shouldn't move much all night. Tomorrow, cloudy and 36. Uh, drizzle, maybe some fog Sunday night. A rainy Monday. Martin Luther King Jr. Day in a high near 38. And then on Tuesday, uh, cloudy and 36 as the snow winds down. We have all the news, all the weather at 6. Then we'll get you ready for the Timberwolves and Cavaliers at 6.30 here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It has been all 49ers in the second half. Game one, a wild card weekend. The 49ers will survive. They're up 38-17. And Josh Wheeler is our producer. And Josh, that thing turned on a dime. This game is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it's just been an absolute... 180, San Francisco came out of the gate, took a 10-0 lead. Seattle battles back, ultimately leads at 17-16 at the half. And since then, the 49ers have just flat out dominated this game. Seattle had a chance. I, I think they were down 
uh, maybe 23-17 rings a bell, and they were driving. And they they put it on the ground. They turn it over. 49ers get another touchdown. I've added another since then, and I'll lead it 38-17. So this is ball game. And for the Minnesota Vikings, a win tomorrow over uh, the New York football giants would send them to Levi's Stadium. Uh, that's clear. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is something else. I mean, I can't believe San Francisco finally broke free. It seemed like this was actually going to be a horse race for a little bit. but Yeah, at, at the half, they went into the locker room, and they're, they're thinking, we're getting beat at home, and and now – Uh, They're thoroughly in command. So they're up by 21 in that one. They have the ball under nine to go in the game. They're driving for more. And I I still can't get over. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, thrust into duty. The third quarterback to be used by the 49ers this year. And he's doing a pretty good job. You look at the box score from this game, and it's like, wow. Um this guy isn't terrible. Yeah, he's uh, he's rewriting history right now. I don't think I don't remember the last time a backup did this well. Maybe you know Case Keenum, but we're talking like draft equity type quarterback right now. So this is this is something I have not seen in a long time. Well, no, and and beyond that, really, really a third string guy. Yeah, uh, going into this season, and then you know the <laughs> it is. It is uh, an unusual year, but uh, the 49er defense playing quite a bit better here in the second half. And then uh, tonight, it'll be the L.A. Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, from Florida. That's the old Gator Bowl, and uh, the Jags are one-and-a-half-point underdogs. Then tomorrow, three games, the noon game on CBS, Miami and Buffalo. Bills favored by 13-and-a-half. That is a ridiculous number yeah. in a playoff game. And then the Vikes favored by a field goal over the Giants at 3.30. And then tomorrow night, Cincinnati an 8.5-point favorite at home over Baltimore. Uh, that that could be a, a good football game. I think Cincinnati will win. I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. Uh, and the Bengals are playing well. But it would not surprise me one iota if Baltimore won that game. It, it really wouldn't. That, that if... In, in that matchup of the number six Ravens and the number three Bengals. Wouldn't surprise me a bit if Baltimore pulled the upset. Yeah, I am I still kind of have the the Bills going pretty far. I think they have a big storyline just overall this season. So uh, I just, I think sticking with my guns, I have the Bills kind of going essentially all the way. And the only thing standing in their way is Kansas City. So we'll see how that goes. As far as the NFC goes, it's anybody's game. Yeah, uh, for sure. I still like Philadelphia at home, though. They had a nice year. Uh, Eagles at home. I, I think, you know, Philadelphia, they, they they blew out the Vikings early in the season. Uh, quarterback got injured, Jalen Hurts. He's back. Um, I, I, I still think you, you have to point at the number one seeds. Uh, Kansas City and Philadelphia, they get uh, the all-important buy. And then the Monday night game, Cowboys, Buccaneers. Uh, Bucks, uh, underdogs at home, but uh, would it surprise me, would it surprise anybody 
if if Tom Brady found a way, even though they win the division, they're the number four seed at eight and nine. Uh, the Cowboys twelve and five, but you, you just never know what Cowboys team is going to show up. So that's what's going on in the NFL. We have the Timberwolves on the radio tonight, and uh, Josh, a little bit more about uh, the Timberwolves. I brought this up about a month after Cat's injury, and. I had to bring it up with Cal. If there's any news, if there's any new developments, it's starting to get concerning now in the middle of January that there's still no timetable for Carl Anthony Towns' return to the lineup. That's so crazy. I, I, yeah. I can't believe it. I, I, I don't understand kind of what is the, you know, the secret sauce behind this injury, but uh, according to multiple sources that I've listened to and heard from in the last month, essentially – it's being kept under wraps, and I've never really heard of something like this where we just are going to keep something like this hush-hush. It's not like Cats – he's a great player, but also I just don't understand why this is like some uh, just ancient secret that we're <laughs> keeping from the fans and as well as the, the media. We don't even have a reported like uh, uh, speculation on it. That's the even weirder part about it. Yeah, I- exactly. The The fact that there's just been – absolutely no information whatsoever on on any sort of timetable for his return and i i think maybe it's easier with a knee or a surgery where you're like yeah he had to have surgery and he's out for the year or he's in a boot you see him on the bench and and you see cat in the bench area in street clothes and he'll pop up during timeouts and it's kind of like you know what is What's what's the status of this thing? And you know, as Cal mentioned, that that Jordan McLaughlin has a similar injury, and we haven't heard much about him, the backup point guard, and a key piece for the Timberwolves. Not 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 certainly as as key as Carl Anthony Towns, and the the Timberwolves. I still think have enough talent to get into the playoffs, and at the moment. Uh, they they would be in the play-in tournament. The LA Clippers, the Utah Jazz, Minnesota Timberwolves, Phoenix Suns are 7, 8, 9, and 10. With that said, if the Suns get healthy, they're, they're a team capable of shooting up the standings. And there are teams now starting to rise in the standings. Golden State Warriors are now the six. Uh, you, you figure that the Golden State Warriors, now just over the halfway point of the season, by the end of the season and the start of the playoffs, uh, the Golden State Warriors will be further up the standings and be in good shape when we get to the NBA playoffs. But the, the Timberwolves are in that spot where, you know, if they can get Cat back, then they'll be in that boat where when he was healthy and when the Timberwolves were overall, overall healthy early in the season, didn't seem to have great chemistry or uh, weren't on the same page or whatever sports cliche you want to use, that has to be the concern as well. But uh, no news so far on what's going on uh, with Carl Anthony Towns and when he might be able to return uh, to the lineup for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that is a huge X factory or X factor. And then we know Anthony Edwards has been playing through injuries and uh, the hip problem, and we'd assume that would start or or, or happen or or started 
when he took that hard fall on that road trip that led the Timberwolves from Boston uh, to Miami to New Orleans and ultimately Milwaukee. So he continues to play through that. Yeah, and you, you, we, we thought maybe we were going to have something during that stretch of wins we were getting just you know last week or a week and a half ago, whatever it was. We thought maybe we had the chemistry issue possibly figured out because Rudy Gobert was having some of his best games in a Wolves uniform so, uh, since we got him, and we thought, oh, maybe this is the uh, maybe this is the light at the end of the tunnel that we've been so patiently waiting on, especially as Wolves fans, since we got Gobert. Now it's kind of back to the inconsistencies. You know, losing the season series to a team like the Pistons isn't really something well, that's yeah. promising. Yeah, and you know, beyond getting Rudy Gobert into the flow of what they're trying to do night in and night out, I think Chris Finch spells it out beautifully in in the wake of the two losses, the two regular season games against the Detroit Pistons, another club not trying to win games, is is this simple fact. They don't bring it every night. And when I've had a chance to fill in for Henry Lake on Timberwolves tonight, and by the way, Henry follows every weeknight game here on News Talk, E3OWCCO with Timberwolves tonight. I brought it up over and over. It's been a reoccurring theme the last couple of seasons. And and even though last year was a lot of fun, this year hasn't been so much fun. But when the Timberwolves struggle or when the Timberwolves spit the bid on a team that they should be, beat, it, it has to do with effort, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And I'll bring something up that I've brought up before when it comes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The greatest player in franchise history is Kevin Garnett. And Kevin Garnett was a wonderfully skilled player coming out of high school. Hall of Famer, one of the 50 greatest players to ever play in the NBA. You know, KG was phenomenal. But the one thing he did that didn't take great talent and was, was he brought it every night. He, he brought intensity every night. And that's the thing about this Timberwolves team. I know it's a long season over 82 games, but particularly in games against the Detroit Pistons or the San Antonio Spurs or the Oklahoma City Thunder, you're talented enough. Just bring the effort and you'll win the game. That's what's so frustrating about this team is just the inconsistent effort particularly on the defensive end of the floor, where there's just no effort to guard people sometimes. And and that's extremely frustrating. Tonight will be a challenge. Cleveland's a good team. Uh, they come in here. Uh, the Timberwolves on the second night of a back-to-back. It was probably more work than it needed to be over the shorthanded Phoenix Suns last night, so we'll see how it plays out. We'll take a quick break. We'll look at some of the scores. We'll get you ready for the pregame show. Cal Soderquist takes over at 6.30 tonight. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. Oh, by the way, 49ers in command. We'll have a scoreboard update on that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. What a second half for the 49ers. San Francisco leading Seattle 41 to 17. Uh, it was 17 16 Seahawks at the half. Niners put up seven in the third, now 18 in the fourth, and they are rolling. And the, the numbers in this game Brock. 
Purdy at quarterback. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive indeed. 18 of 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns, no picks in this game. Mr. Irrelevant? Okay. Uh, Geno Smith, not a bad day. 20 of 28, 207 yards, touchdown and a pick. He had a fumble uh, where the game really turned uh, in the third quarter, I believe. So the 49ers, the number two seed advance. So the winner of that Giants Vikings game uh, would be in San. Well, I take that back. Vikings win, they will be in San Francisco. If the Giants win, they would be in Philly. And the 49ers would get the winner of that uh, Dallas-Tampa Bay game. I got that straight. So uh, 49ers would host either the Vikings, the Cowboys, or the Buccaneers. Um, So there you go. I, I think I got that straight. Giants win, they go to Philly. Vikes win, they go to San Francisco. So uh, for what that's worth. Uh, Cal, in the pregame show, uh, coming up here in a little bit, uh, and he mentioned he'll have a rundown of the scores uh, in the association today. Let's get you up to date on the NHL over in St. Paul. The Wild take on the Arizona Coyotes before they begin what, what appears to be a very tough a four-game road trip. On that trip, they get the two Florida teams. They get Washington. Uh, they get Carolina. So that, that will certainly be difficult. In the NHL on this Saturday, Senators Avalanche just underway in the first. Uh, Columbus and Detroit, scoreless in the first. Montreal and New York. Islanders lead at 1-0 first period. Uh, Flyers caps just underway. Penguins Hurricanes also in the first. Maple Leafs Bruins underway. Big slate of games in the NHL. Uh, Vancouver uh, playing Florida. It's about as long a road trip as you're going to get in the NHL. Vancouver, British Columbia uh, to uh, the greater Miami area. Canucks lead at 1-0 in the first. As we mentioned, uh, Arizona in St. Paul to take on the Wild tonight. Uh, It's simple. Take the two points and move on. Don't don't fool around with the Coyotes tonight. Uh, Nashville taking on the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Uh, Seattle in Chicago to take on the lonely Blackhawks. Blackhawks at the halfway point of the season. They've won 11 games. Tampa Bay and St. Louis tonight. It'll be Edmonton and Vegas. Uh, New Jersey out in L.A. to play the Kings. Uh, Calgary beat the Dallas Stars 6-5 earlier today. So you're up to date on what's going on in the NHL. Over at the U, uh, the men's hockey team taking on Notre Dame right now in South Bend. Meanwhile, uh, the Golden Gopher women's hockey team beat St. Thomas 4-1 to today at Ritter Arena. They swept the Tommies over uh, the weekend. Well, let's get you up to date on the weather now before we turn it over to Cal Soderquist and the Timberwolves and Cavaliers tonight. 30 degrees now in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Southeast winds at 14. Our wind chill stands at 19 above. Our temp isn't going to go very far. Uh, Cloudy skies overnight. Uh, Temps steady at around 30 degrees. And then on Sunday, uh, mostly cloudy and a high near 36. For those folks headed downtown uh, for the Vikings and the Giants tomorrow afternoon, a pleasant mid-January weather. 
And then Sunday night, things get interesting. Uh, drizzle, uh, some patchy fog, and a low of 34. And then on Martin Luther King Day, on Monday, a good chance of rain and a high near 38 degrees. Rain changes over to snow Monday night, tapers off Tuesday morning. By Tuesday, still mild, cloudy and a high near 36. Big thanks to all our guests. Big thanks to Josh Wheeler. I'm Steve Thompson. Thanks so much for listening. The Timberwolves are next here on CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.